once more and to breach dear friends. The word impossible is only in the dictionary of fools. If my descendants wish to be as strong as I was, they must study patience. The Ultra Working Podcast. All great events hang by your hair. The man of ability takes advantage of everything and neglects nothing that can give him a chance of success. Hey, Nabila here. So, the boys were just talking and, well, I guess I'm trying out for the Olympics next year. Okay, I'll hand you over to the boys, Sebastian and Lucas. So, you're the reality cop, Sebastian. Indeed. I'm Sebastian, reality cop Marshall, and I'm here today with Lucas Cavarau, who's on the data team here at Ultraworking and midway through a PhD in Germany, which involves supercomputers and government internet stuff. Let's talk about reality, Lucas, shall we? We shall. It might not be fun, though. It doesn't have to be fun to be fun. Okay, let's roll then. So... Uh, Nabila, who is uh, doing some great work here, she just had her one-year join ultra-working anniversary. That was, um, I think that was last Friday. So, you know, I said, okay, let's let's grab a meal next week. Let's hang out. That's what we do at the six-month mark or the one-year mark. And um, so, you know, we're walking over to a, a kind of a cool, cool little restaurant. It's kind of a fun restaurant. It's got a little jazz theme. They got some good pasta and, and, and stuff like that, some good chicken. I'm like, it's a cool spot. So it's, that's, that's like our go to celebrate a little bit spot. It's not, not too formal, but it's pretty cool. And on the way over, I'm just like, hey, it's been a year. Yeah, time flies. How to go? And, and she said something that was really cool. Um, she said something that was really cool. She said, you know, this, this felt like I, I, I grew more and did more in the last year than I have in any other job I've ever had. And that's, that's good. That's what we're going for. And I said, great. What do we want the next year to be like? Can it be better? She's like, it can be better. I said, how much better? She says, I don't know, 30%. And I'm like, whoa, no, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, that's not going to cut it, right? So I think we can be 10x better, literally, in terms of numbers, in terms of growth, in terms of lessons, in terms of fun. For real, I'm not I'm not messing around here. I'm reality cop today. I really think it could be 10x higher. Nabil is very talented. So we walked and we talked. And, and you know, I won't get into her own personal goals and background. But, we, you know, we got into that. You know, why did you choose the college you did? Why did you work the jobs you've done? Like, what's going on? It'll be a good next year for you. It's something I'll do for anyone on the team. This show's actually less about Nabila and more about team culture. If uh, I'm sure Nabila's listening to this later. Hi, Nabila. Very happy to uh, to sit down and go over all of that with you if and when you want to. No pressure. But, you know, we're just talking about goals and life and stuff. And we, we sit down at this, this, this cool jazz restaurant. It's a really pretty cool spot. And we start talking. And uh, we only had like 45 minutes, Lucas, before you and I were on the call. So, so we were, we were kind of getting through some stuff. We got, we got through what we wanted to get through. It was a little time constraint that day. Um, but, you know, we, we, we talked about some stuff. And, you know, we really talked through, all right, Nabila, like, kind of like, what do you want in life? You know, like, what would be great for you? Not just more of the same, but what would be amazing? And, you know, as we, as we kind of talked through it, I pointed out something there. And I said, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't like this. I don't think you've ever failed at anything in your life. Not anything big. Like, everything you've tried to do, you've done. You've done amazing stuff. She thinks about it. She's like, I guess I haven't. And I guess that's not good. Right? So I'm like, 30% better. That's easy. That's really not hard. Like there's obvious things we're not like we could be double as good if we're just tight on the stuff that we do erratically that we know makes sense, right? So we're we're talking about this. I said, but you know, ne- never mind us. You know, like never mind ultra working. I mean, let, let's mind it. But 
you know, Lucas, I, I know that, that not everybody on the team here is going to work here for the rest of their lives. It's just the modern world doesn't work like that, right? It's, but I want everybody to go on to be like really successful. I want everybody to go on to be really happy and, and, you know, like do a great job while you're here. And then if you go somewhere else, like be really successful there, I'll set anybody up, you know, like I, I want everybody to really thrive and to kind of self-actualize and to really just get what they want. So we kind of talked through and I'm like, okay, let's say it's 10, 20 years from now. Like, what do you want to be doing? And you know, we talk, you gonna be working in 10, 20 years, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you're not, maybe that's not the plan, but no, yeah, I am. Okay. You know, do you want to manage people? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? that sort of thing, you know, kind of looking, you want to be really the best in the world at something like, what are you interested in? We also started talking about personal goals and, and Nabila is pretty incredible. Um, she's pretty amazing. She works out like twice a day. Sometimes while she's waiting for her second workout, she works out a third time to kill time. I mean, she's, she's a fitness fanatic, top 0.1% of working out. And I try to point this out to her and she's very modest and, and she knows this is true. And she's, she's really cool to work. I'm not a fitness freak or anything. Like it's, it's amazing for me to see. It's like, wow. And so I pointed out to her, I said, you know, Nabila, now, what are your next levels of fitness? Well, I'm, you know, I'm entering one of those obstacle course races, Spartan race. I'm going to do that. Okay, what's your goal for it? I want to finish. You just want to finish. You don't want to win. You don't want to have your whole team coming under a time. You don't want to be in the top 10%. You know, like you'll finish. I mean, if you don't break your ankle, you'll finish. That'll be easy for you. She's like, huh, huh, huh. I'm like, Nabila, you realize that if you said you want to compete in the Summer Olympics in three years, you probably could for your home country of Malaysia. I mean, you'd have to like look it up. Maybe it's you know, like what sport would that be? What would the qualifying be like? You might have to train in some things. And she's like, you know, I, she's really fit, by the way. I'm not just like, oh, we can all be in the Olympics. No, um, reality cop. She's like, yeah, maybe I could, <laughs> right? I'm like, I bet you could. Like how, how many women in their 20s are, are as fit as you? Now, it would have been better if you started at age six or something. Some sports you probably couldn't do, like gymnastics is like you start at six and you peak at 14 or whatever, I think. Something like that, you know, but you know, there's probably some sports, endurance sports, or, or things that require a lot of motor coordination, endurance, you know, I don't, I don't even know what the Olympic sports are. Is there like a bicathlon where you like run a little bit, then you throw an upside down hammer or something? Like, it's probably not anybody better than you with that. I don't, I don't know, right? Like, I, I don't really know about the Olympics, right? And she realizes, yeah, I could go be in the Olympics, couldn't I? I'm like, yes, but the minute you did that is the minute, the minute you said you want that is the minute you could fail. So that's just reality that you could do that. You could try to do that and you could research it. And it's kind of like, you don't even have to do it. It'd be just kind of like, it's almost like, you know, ambitious goals. They're kind of like trying on clothing. You know, something I used to do um, if I met somebody young. So I, so I made some decent money when I was younger. And, you know, sometimes you'd meet somebody that's really ambitious, but they were like lower middle class. They came from a lower middle class family. So they would, you know, just dress, you know, whatever, khakis and a shirt, not dress cool. Like they dress boring corporate, right? And I'm like, let's go to Saks Fifth Avenue and try some stuff on. Like I kind of tell them what to wear so the staff doesn't look at them. Like, you know, don't, don't get all weird and act like you're stealing anything or anything, you know, right? But, you know, and I would dress up. and like, oh, okay, the older person's taking out the slightly younger person's going to maybe buy him some clothes or whatever. And, you know, like Saks Fifth Avenue, it's a major fancy department store in the United States. It's not super fancy, but it's a little fancy. You know, you could go and you could try on a $5,000 suit. You could try on a $3,000 leather jacket. And you just say, hey, do I like how these clothes look? And the answer, I mean, you could also try on athletic clothing. You could try on, you know, mountaineering clothing or tactical military clothing or running shoes or whatever. I'm not, I'm not saying it has to be fancy. But you could try on clothing that is not your type of clothing. And you might put on a, a you know, a really expensive suit and be like, I couldn't wear this. I just look so powerful. Oh, wait, maybe, maybe I could wear something. And maybe I couldn't afford this suit right now, but I could try it on. You could try on a pair of Ray-Bans, you know. Uh, you could try on a pair of like really like super cool sunglasses and like, be like, ah, I, I look like I think I'm a badass or something. Huh? Maybe I could rock the Ray-Bans or aviators or whatever. And you know, if you think then that style might appeal to you, 
right? You don't need to then go out and buy the $5,000 of clothing or a whole wardrobe. You can go get like a small version of that. You go get the, the off the rack, you know, discounter store suit and just see if you like wearing a suit. And a lot of goals are like that. You don't have to go for the Olympics. You could be like, that's kind of interesting. I bet I could compete in the run a little bit and throw an upside down hammer event. Let me like, just go try that out once at the gym and see if it suits me. Right. You just throw an upside down hammer. And I don't know what they do in the Olympics. They throw hammers and stuff. I don't really know. But, um, we're kind of talking about that and that kind of occurs to her and we just kind of, and I'm like, or you could like write a book or you could do this or you could do that. And it's like, yeah, I could. And I was like listing stuff that was well within her range of what she could do. And I'm like, well, you know, why, why don't we do some of that? And you know, that was like a cool realization. That's something we're going to have to run out. But then something else that I do, Lucas, and this is where you came in. This is where you came in. Cause it's actually not about Nabil. I'm happy to Nabil and I can do this as well, but, but this is, this is about you. So then, then, you know, a lot of times what I like to do is at the end of a, a meeting or a call or something, if somebody's remote and you're remote, um, I'll just say, hey, just jump in for 10 or 20 minutes. Let's all talk. Let's get to know each other, especially around our life goals, what we're working on. It just gets, it's a little, it's, it's a cheap way to like say hello. You don't work directly with Nabil on a ton of stuff. So it's just like a say hello. What are you working on? What am I working on? What are we learning together as people? And, you know, Nabila was talking about a project that she did. So she said a while back that she wanted to learn to code. This is like, I don't know four or five months ago. So I'm like, cool. All right, we'll give you a coding project. Would have been faster. Just give a developer this particular project. Um, you know, in, in, in all ways. So it took, you know, Nabila off what she's already quite skilled at the amount of time and developer time and like helping her learn was more than it would take in the developer to just code it. Um, and then I'm like kind of paying attention to it as well. So, you know, it was not super locally efficient, but it was like, cool. Like, Hey, you want to be a programmer? If this takes for you. Sure. We'll, we'll be a programmer. It's, it's software's not magic. A lot of people are scared by it, but it's just, you know, it's nobody even programs anymore. It's all software development. It's all gluing libraries together and APIs and whatever. It's not really hard. It's very logical. I mean, it's like a little hard, but it's not, it's not hard, hard. It's not like we're, you know, in assembly or, or, you know, machine language or whatever. So she was talking about how she did this project. And at that, that point we were already on the, you know, we were already on the, the call. She and I were at this restaurant and you were, you were, you were coming through over, uh, over the video call and, and you got very encouraging, right? She said the programming thing and you jumped in. Oh yeah, no, that's great. You know, my wife is doing Lambda school and it's great. She's doing great. You never know if you'll be good if you don't try. Do you remember why you did that? We talked about this. We analyzed this afterwards and that's why we're doing the show. Why did you do that? Lucas, I'm not picking on you. We're, we're no, doing sure. reality. Yeah. Well, the, the reason why I did that was because um, that's my kind of default way of, of dealing with, with things of, um, of going for for goals um, to to put out encouragement and say, hey, this is this is going to be uh, great. It's going to be fun. Uh, go for it, and um, yeah, make it make it something that is good and um, cool, and and think about the the positive things in a way. Right, and that, that's a hundred percent a good thing. I think we're very encouraging, but. You know, Nabila's awesome. She's like elite in a lot of things. She doesn't always own that, but but she's elite. I'm saying it on record. And, you know, I could hear, I can imagine a shy person listening to this, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe the boss is, is like saying that. This is straight praise. I don't like many people. This is, Nabila has my highest compliments. She's incredible. I'm, I really feel very privileged that I get to work with her. But I'm like, hey, Lucas, cut it out, man. You're being so encouraging. Why are you being encouraging? And you know, it's kind of like, well, like, like, like dive into it. Like, like what was kind of the mood right before you got encouraging? The focus we had was on not hitting your full potential and kind of um, not going fully into, into what you are capable of, of accomplishing. Which is horrifying. It's really <laughs> terrible. Right? It is. Right. And, 
So, I mean, I would describe it generically like this, which is, I'm like, hey, here's a cool thing. Here's what's on offer for you, and you're not going to get it for free, right? You could be an Olympic athlete if you want to, right? You, she really could, by the way. That's not, I'm not blowing smoke here. This, she really could. Um, you'd be an Olympic athlete. I'm not saying you could win a gold medal. I don't, I don't know about that. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. That would take research. But like qualifying, like probably, it's worth, it's worth looking into at least. It's the chances are high enough that looking into it wouldn't be a bad use of a few hours. What are all the sports? What's the qualifying criteria? What's the national team need? Like, what sports are, are you know, is our country really locked down on? And what 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 what, what could they use other athletes? Somebody could kind of walk on and start training with the team, right? Um, and she's really fit, so I mean, like, she's super into fitness. So this is not unreasonable, right? I'm not saying a, if you're four foot five, you can play in the NBA, but if you're like seven foot five with a good vertical and you know, like, you know, it's worth looking into, right? It's worth looking in and see if this basketball thing would work, right? Um, so. Yeah, it was it was uh, exciting, but it was like we're gonna have to stare into the abyss a little bit if we actually want that. And the minute she says, if she chooses to go in this direction, it's her life. Uh, I'm gonna be an Olympic athlete. Is the minute that she could fail, right? And that's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, it and, is. And we got all encouraging, right? Yeah, yeah. And and I think that is where when when you started to to talk about the the reason why you weren't as encouraging as I was, and more focusing on on the um, let's call it darker side on the on the reality cop side of things um, where things got really interesting uh, for me for sure and and yeah so it's kind of like well so so the fact that we can be great and can achieve big things is reality too reality's reality cops not reality check it's like hey here's here's reality you have an outside shot of being an Olympian at least, if not a good shot, if you're careful. You could do this if you want to. You could say, I don't want to. That's totally fine. But she works out all the time anyway. She might as well just like throw a hammer or whatever. I don't I don't know what you would need to do to, you know, upside down bicycling. I don't, I don't know what they do in the Olympics. I know nothing about this, right? This is not my jam, but, but it is her jam. She's good at all kinds of different types of fitness and stuff. And, you know, but it won't happen. It won't happen unless you're like, what's stopping me from getting there? And the answer won't be comfortable and it won't be pleasant. But what does everyone do in the whole world except for very few organizations of which we're trying to be like? When something unhappy and unpleasant comes up, what do people do? They uh, pretend and um, they uh, plaster over it with feel good and encouragement and um, more pretending. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. They're just like, oh, it's starting to feel a little bad. Let's pick it up and all feel good. Now, I'm all for feeling good. We have a lot of fun. I joke around that, that you know, hey, no fun here, but which is a joke, right? And sometimes we get very literal people and they're like, what? Oh, he's joking. <laughs> oh, he's, oh, he's, when he's saying let's have no fun, he's meaning let's actually have fun. Oh, that's irony, right? Um, but <laughs> it's funny. Like, people don't, <laughs> is he serious? Because it could be the kind of thing that I would say. But no, I'm, I'm really into fun. Fun, fun is a mindset. Uh, it doesn't have to be fun to be fun, is something we both like a lot. Mark Twight says that fun is a mindset, right? Um, there's external components of it, but fun is not something that randomly happens. Fun is something you choose to have and have as much as you want of. And you can practice having more fun fun as, you know, as unspontaneous as that sounds. But, you know, everything, the whole world, Lucas, and there's exceptions, there's Bridgewater, they're real. Um, you know, there's the various uh, US military special forces and most special forces units around the world. Um, they do reality. You know, if, if you're forgetting the radios, and you're in the, you know, US Army Rangers, you are going to hear about it a lot. And you're going to feel bad about yourself. Because if you actually like forget the backup radios on a mission, people are going to like die. <laughs> you know, right? Now, 
we're typing some stuff into computers, right? Like, there's no stakes here. I'm a civilian. I'm not swaggering, you know, like what, you know, we're typing some stuff into computers, right? And we occasionally get on the phone and, you know, we send some calendar invites and it's kind of what we do. And when you're coding, you're typing stuff into computers and you're marking, you're typing something. It's like the stakes are high and low. It's our lives, right? But we're typing some stuff into computers. We're not, you know, going on a hostage rescue mission or whatever, right? But, you know, in most of the world, everyone just pretends like everyone is great. So if someone's like sucking, right, or they're underperforming, everyone's like, that's okay, you'll get it, you're good. Or like, people be screwing up and they won't be owning it. Or they like, like somebody could be really good. And they're like being barely okay. And they'll be like, well, you know, I'm trying as hard as I can. No, you're not. You're really good when you're actually trying as hard as you can. And, and, you know, this is 100% not me bulldogging on anybody. I, I, I start every Monday meeting with telling everybody everything I did wrong in the last week. And it's like a long list of stuff. It's like, I'll be honest. I am pretty cool when I'm doing it. I think it is not fun to make that list. I do not like making that list, Lucas. Whoa. Yeah. Because like, I'm like, we had a good week last week. We shipped this tag. We did this thing. We got these new customers. We helped these customers. We did all this great stuff. The team did great stuff. And like, here's a long list of mistakes I made. And a lot of them are like, wow, I could have fixed my biggest four mistakes last week if I was paying attention for like two and a half more hours. Like, like sometimes like 20 minutes to like slow on replying to a big opportunity or whatever, right? Email is something I'm being lame about. I'm going to be a reality cop. I'm being like, oh, it's my email. But like, there's a lot of opportunities. A lot of important people want to support us in my email. I'm like, hopefully by the time the show is out, you'll have been answered. But that was lame. But even that's lame. That was like, I'm going to try. Like, that was lame. What I just said was lame, Lucas. And like everybody, when they say lame things, should be like, okay, I'm being lame. Either the email thing matters or it doesn't. Um, trying to fix something by yourself that you should get help with, that's lame too, right? So like, maybe I should just get some help. Maybe I should get somebody who's really good at ops like you or, or Kai. Maybe I should get Xavier who's done a lot of templating. Maybe I should think, you know, we should think on a systems level about why I'm getting the email that I'm getting. You know, like this needs to be solved. Like I can't leave people waiting. That's really bad. Now we're on reality and I don't have the answer and that's uncomfortable. Yeah, so so actually, like, how do you train that? How do you train not flinching when you see reality, right? Because I think that's the, the thing that comes before plastering over things. It's you see reality for, for a second, for a microsecond, and you flinch. And you think about, okay, no, this is better, or I can make it better, or ooh, ooh, ooh nice feelings. How do you not do that? Amen. Thank you, sir. And, you know, I think the end state is you catch it just like I caught it. I literally just caught that in real time as we're doing this show. So I was just like, oh, you know, I'm going to try on my email. Hopefully you've gotten it. I'm like, no, stop. Right. That's that's the rationalizing cognitive dissonance being lame voice. That's the I'm not going to answer my email, but I'm going to pretend that I tried voice. That's the end game. Right. But I think the the state that allows that to be possible in a team and an organization is exactly what we were talking about right? Which is, um, you, you know, not, oh, of a bad feeling. Let's cover it up and pretend like we're great. It's like, no, let's actually just like solve this problem. And then let's feel great. You know, let's feel great when my emails at zero and I got a plan to have it under control where it doesn't like ruin my life. So I'm not on email all the time, but everybody gets a prompt reply. You know what I mean? That's, that's when I should feel good. Um, but that gets into the next point, I think. So yeah, not flinching. Well, no, let's, let's roll with that for a second more. You can flinch yourself away from reality, but other people want to bring you away from reality to like make everybody feel good wrongly when you're doing bad, when you're letting yourself down or other people down. I'm not telling Nabila she could be an Olympic athlete, which she could if she wanted to and would be time consuming. Maybe that's not her goal. I'm not saying that to bring her down or make her feel bad. Just the opposite. I'm like, hey, that's on offer. And you can be like, cool, I'm going to turn that down to this other thing. Oh, that other thing better be pretty cool then. And I better take it seriously, right? Um, but other people will get you off of the pain. They will cheer you up when you should not be cheered up. Hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah. So basically, you're you're confronted with two problems, right? Your your own problem of um, needing to train yourself out of flinching, and then training the people around you to not come to fake rescue you every time you're flinching um, or every time things are going as uh, according to plan uh, because you want to see the abyss in a way you want to see what's not good yet exactly and people get glimpses of this all the time like like everybody knows probably while listening to this show people probably had oh that's like x oh my email you know like oh i could train oh i am good at this and and the the default in, inclination is to flinch or to resolve the ambiguity and and i think that leads into the the, the winning the game thing i think you have to have to, to succeed at this. Celebrate when you discover a problem and get the right question, right? Most people want a fake answer or they want to feel good without like, you know, like, hey, I'm a serious athlete, Nabila. I'm a serious athlete. What do I want to do with that? What's the next level look like? What's even possible for me? Not like, oh, well, I guess I could just, you know, compete in this thing a little bit. They, they just answer the question. They didn't even get the right question, and then they answer it to just resolve the ambiguity, the uncertainty, the infinity of possibilities, and infinity, it's not quite infinity, but the very large amount of possibilities, which uh, is unsettling to look at until you get used to it. And I think you need to replace um, being like, oh, no, there's an unsolved question. That's okay. I'll get it somehow. It's like, no, <laughs> no. Take the question. Don't cheer yourself up, but celebrate that you now have the question and are looking at it. That I think you have to celebrate. Yeah, and and I think a that's true, and b it's so counterintuitive that very few people would come across that on them uh, on their own, right? Um, because it is you, you, what you're trying to do is to um, classically condition yourself to really like seeing problems and not being put down by them um, without plastering over them with fake positivity. Um, and I think that that is a super, super powerful skill when you nail that. Yeah, it's a skill. It's a habit. It's actually, it's only hard. It's only hard because people don't like it. It's actually really easy. Like, like, uh, you know, like juggling, like taking three juggling balls and throwing them in the air and stuff. That would be harder to learn than this. Uh, in terms of what's needed in terms of mental skill and whatever. It's pretty easy because when you actually just look at problems, most of them, like really complicated problems, can usually be worked out the best solution in 10 to 20 hours, but it's often like 30 minutes to 120 minutes of thinking and analysis or getting some data or getting on the phone with the right person to get some advice or whatever. Like if you just sit and like, okay, something's here. Let me find the problem. Let me find the question. And then not, not give a stupid answer quickly to feel better about myself, but like, okay, I got the problem. I feel great. Cool. Now I can just search for the answer. That's all right. I got an infinite number of things I could improve in my life. And that, that might be infinite. Like I could do whatever the heck I want. Right. And now I got a problem that I can solve or not solve. You can even choose like, yeah, I don't care. Most people that are waiting for email for me, <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm podcasting with Lucas. <laughs> like, you know, I could do that if I want. Right. Like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like I'm going to be a reality cop. I got to answer my email. But, um, you know, you can, you could do that. Right. And I think if you, you know, if, if faking, like everything's great and doing wishful thinking, if you, ah, oh, that feels good. Well, then you're going to get more of that. And then everybody just does that to each other. And everyone, everybody kind of sucks. Um, unless you're in the army Rangers or you're at Bridgewater or you work here at ultra working. And I know some people are listening like, Whoa. And it's like, 
actually, we have a pretty good time. I know it's not for everybody, but I think it's a pretty cool place to work. It is. It is. I'm, I'm having a ton of fun. And I get to see reality. So what's not to like? So I think that's the game. I think it's like, and this is, this is counterintuitive, but it's easy. It's not hard. It's easier than juggling, right? Which I, I'm not sure I could do or not do. Like, I don't know how hard that actually is, but, but I screwed around with it a couple times. Like, oh, this is kind of hard. Um, like, got a problem. Don't immediately fake answer it. Don't encourage yourself. Don't encourage other people. Don't rationalize. Just be like, oh, cool. I got a problem. Yes, I know the problem. It'd be an exaggeration to say it's 90% solved once you both have identified the problem and gotten the right question, right? Because you got to turn that into a question, not an answer, but a question. Like, okay. Like somebody's like, okay, I'm not fit. I'm eating poorly, whatever. Okay, that's kind of the problem. But the right question is like, okay, how do I always eat right? And it's like, then they might give a fake answer. Like, I need to learn the nutrition tables of the foods. But they might already know that, but their problem is adherence. Like, I break down and binge eat, right? And it's like, okay, I want to be able to sustainably eat well. And is it possible for me to never break down and binge eat? And if it's not possible, then how do I make that not get me off the rails? Do you solve that? You know, just having that question, you don't need to solve it yet. Just having that question is like, okay, cool. That's what I need to search for the answer for. Are there other people with this personality type? Yes. Are there other people with that problem? Yes. Have other people dealt with that? Yes. If you Google search that, would there probably be some good ideas? Yes. Would you then maybe need to talk with a nutritionist or somebody else that's dealt with it? Yes. Is that a lot of work? Not even really. It's pretty easy. If this is a big problem in your life, it's really not that hard. Um, so you celebrate. And then I think the final step of it is once you actually solve problems, because oftentimes solving problems isn't like, oh, cool, I won the thing. You know, the end game for Nabila might be she has to train very hard for the Olympics. And then she comes in like fifth out of 10 and she's two out of the bronze medal place. And like, you know, and that might have been everything she was capable of given the age that she started training for her sport. She'd only have three years if she started right now. Right. And then there's kind of like the, oh, that's what success looks like. But if you gave it everything you possibly can, you got to celebrate like crazy because most people would rather be like fake happy all the time. Yeah, you went and represent your country in the Olympics if that's what happens. And like go for the gold by all means. I'm just not guaranteeing that you could do that against somebody that was, you know, started 15 years earlier than you or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe not. It's also reality. that you, I'm not saying that if you try as hard as you can that you will win gold medals and, you know, become rich and famous and, you know, solve unsolved problems in theoretical physics. But you could try. And if you're not trying, it really probably won't happen happen. But then when you do give the best you can, and you do get something out of the world, it won't be perfect. Or I mean, congratulations if it is, but it's rare, right? But then you need to celebrate like crazy. I gave that what I could. I really studied the problem. I didn't flinch from it. I put together a question. I gave my best answer. I ran it out as well as I could. It probably didn't even take that long. I was like, oh, it takes so long. No, it doesn't. Stop. <laughs> like That's not reality. Um, but then you really celebrate when you give it all you can. And that's all you can do. That's it. That's all you could do is like identify you know, things that you, that matter to you, get the right question about them. Part of the question might be like, Hey, there's eight things. Which one do I choose? Okay. <laughs> Clarify that then choose do as well as you can. And then really celebrate so that you're then the person that puts it into action. You get that you're doing great. I mean, that's that you will literally do as well as you can in your life. If you're, if you're doing this and you got to execute and there's all kinds of skills and practice and stuff. It's not just that simple, but I, I see that as gigantic, gigantic component of it. Totally. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a, that's a really, really key concept um, for everyone to, to get because it, it is so leveraged and, and you can get so much out of it um, if you just do it, basically. <laughs> really? That's the takeaway. Reality. Do it. <laughs> as a side note, as a side note before we sign off, I don't want to be reality cop. I want to be just doing reality and everybody else is doing reality. And people call me out. People still have a hard time calling me out when I'm getting things wrong. I'm, I'm darn sure 
that I'm getting things wrong from time to time that people are aware of. And they're like, oh, I can't say it. That's the boss. I'm like, I'm not the boss. I have a job. You have a job. I've got the CEO job. It's like a hard job. I've got zero salary for the job. But I got certain things I got to get right. And that's what I got to do to do the job. And am I at Patrick Collison's level, the CEO of Stripe? No. If we want to build an organization as successful or more than Stripe, do I have to be performing at something like that level? Yes. Right. So people need to get, I'm not, okay, you all do reality. I need to do reality. And the day that people feel comfortable calling me out, as long as it's good for the mission, will be a great day for this company. It's something that I'm working towards. The day that we all support each other, max life affirming. Nobody's putting each other down. It's not, hey, you could be an Olympic athlete. It's not putting someone down. But you won't be an Olympic athlete if you don't think about it and consider it. And you can say, yeah, not feeling it. I want to do this other thing. That's totally fine. So that's what we're doing. Thanks for joining me today, Lucas. This is this is kind of near and dear to my heart and something we're really working very hard on right now. And uh, by the way, you've done some amazing work lately, and I think we've done some amazing work together. So I want to give you a lot of respect for that. And and uh, this podcast has been a lot of fun. So um, let's keep doing this Appreciate reality. Thing. Yeah, let's let's do reality. Um, let's do reality. I think we're done. Are we done? We're done. All right, let's go do some reality. Awesome. Thank you, dear listener. Reality. It's recommended. It's not hard. It's easier than juggling. Give it a try sometime. It's eh, it's a little hard, but it's great. Until next time, Lucas Coverall and Sebastian Marshall from Ultraworking signing off. Godspeed.